0: be a smart ass sometimes
1: no no you're never a smart ass so anyways that's that's part of your job requirement i think
0: <laughs> Gotta be a, a smart ass. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so when nerd brand puts out a, a job post it's like uh you know uh it's nice to haves
0: <laughs> sarcasm is second language right <laughs> skill set, skill <laughs> set.
1: Yeah. sarcasm yeah. mm-hmm Anyways, on sassy this pants.
0: <laughs> sassy pants, sassy mm-hmm. pants.
1: <laughs> on this episode of the Nerd Brand Podcast, we are starting. This, this is another episode of the series interview with a nerd, and we're going to kick it off with our creative director and advertising evangelist, Mitch Gregory. Hello. That, <laughs> <that's a> very, <laughs> it's very subdued. Hello. Um, I know everybody out there has been like, "Hey, Jason, could you like post the right episode at the right?" time because everybody got really excited to listen to john's episode last week and i boo booed and it was me um Oops. yeah but this week is uh, as of this recording this week is john and then you will be the definitely the next one all right so then. everybody will definitely on this episode it is mitch for real um so, Mitch, we came up with some questions to ask you in the interview, and then in creative director fashion, you immediately annotated and edited everything. <laughs> well, you know,
2: I mean, I you know, a lot of it's it's weird because you tell people you're a creative director at an advertising agency, they say, "Oh, that's cool," but you know, when you look in their eyes they don't really know for sure exactly what you do. Mm -hmm. So it's,
1: I'm, I'm used to it. Yeah.
0: I get that way with brand manager. Like, what does that entail? And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I figured you uh, would know. And that's (laughs)
1: why, that's why Google is a beautiful thing. Uh, because you know, I have no problem whatsoever with that knowing, like, you know, providing an example of what, the heck you do right mm-hmm. i just don't i feel like that these roles that are out there in digital marketing there's so much alike there's so much crossover i mean yeah. honest honestly from day to day i mean you maybe do you may do a logo and then, right. then you may be like i don't now nah, delegate that to the designer right
2: well we're a small company i mean I've I've worked in small small agencies large agencies but I've always to some degree or another even in the larger agency situation I've I've been sort of hands on I've always had my fingers a little bit still in the design and a little dabbled a little bit in copywriting if for no other reason that helps me stay keeps my skill set alive you know what I mean I I can I can still relate clearly and effectively with the art directors and the copywriters, because I'm in the, I'm not just standing over it watching. I'm in the midst of it doing it too. So I know what's, what they're facing on a day-to-day moment-to-moment basis in, in their, in their job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I
2: can better, it just makes me a better creative director.
1: I think that, um, and I don't know if I've never shared this with you, Michaela, but I talked to our graphic designer, Reba, and she was like, Mitch knows how to use the words to describe the thing that I'm visualizing. To help guide along.
2: Right. And that's that's probably about as succinct a description of what a creative director does as, as as any I've heard. Um, I mean, I use the analogy with you when we were talking about it before the show that I'm I'm like an orchestra conductor. I mean, it may be a four piece orchestra, it could be a hundred piece orchestra. But I take that sheet music that's been developed, which in our job that in our situation, the sheet music is um the raw material that we get from the client yeah or to give it even more granular the particular task at hand that we're trying to accomplish for that client i help take all of that information and coalesce it into singular ideas so that when a copywriter goes to write what they need to write or the designer needs to create what they need to create or the social media director needs to put together the social media campaign they know what they're supposed to be talking about, they know what the target is. They know what kind of voice, what kind of visual uh, styling they should apply right? when they create that thing. It can be a logo. It can be a TV or radio ad. It can be print ads. It can be web ads. It can be social media posts. But they know this is the flavor, the tone, the voice, the personality. This is This is what I'm aiming at. Right. I help develop that target and then help guide them to make sure that they hit that target every time.
1: Yeah. I want to take a break and say like this episode, I want to give thanks to the Priestley Post. We are down here recording in their studio now. Uh, we have cushioned chairs. It makes... So much, so much comfortable. Mm-hmm. Except me. Uh, yeah. Except, uh, yeah. Well, you're the interviewee. We want to keep <laughs> you. see a
0: nice blue pillow. It's very on brand for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you would like to sit on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, we want to, uh, we appreciate Jasmine Friesley for uh, giving us a space down here. We actually have a suite here. So we, the nerds have an office. We have a home we have a home we've been homeless for four years we have a home yep and um, under the bridge yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh if you want to check out what the address is you can go to nerdbrandagency.com and, and then scroll down in the footer or hit the contact page you'll see like uh our address and where we're at now um feel free to um uh, no, well, you really can't stop by because it is, you know, security. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we do have a place here. Finally, we're excited to be here. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that before we move forward. And that's kind of like a brief little ad for the Priestley Post. Yeah, it's a cool spot. I mean, it's a ni- it's a nice professional
2: um, workspace that has a little bit of an, uh, an an artsy feel because we are in the midst of the the museum district of of downtown on Main. Yes. Maine. Yes. So there there's there's art on the wall. Um, almost everywhere you turn so it it, it it it's vibrant it's exciting it's professional and yeah. it's comfortable mm-hmm. and
1: it, it's kind of i uh, I haven't been I haven't worked downtown in like since 2011 so to walk out the door and then be like oh there's a slugger museum oh there's a science center like to be in the middle of all that I'm like oh, I remember this this is this is kind of like nostalgic yeah a little bit nostalgic for me cuz you know Doing what we do, it's nice to be able to go to a place and then kind of walk out and then actually have access to those places and Mm -hmm. let your brain relax a bit. Because for us, we do a lot of thinking to make the things that we do here at NerdBrand. But uh, in speaking of that, Mitch has, and I will read the annotation. (laughs) Mitch has over 25 years of advertising experience and has worked with a variety of different brands, including some Fortune 500 companies. Can I name drop a couple? Yes, please. Please do. Uh,
2: Humana, mm-hmm. uh, also uh, Master Brand Cabinets, one of the largest manufacturers of co- of cabinets in the in the world.
1: Yeah, like a billion dollar company right now. Yeah, I think. well, they also own like
2: Moen faucets. Uh-huh. I think they even own like a golf club brand or something like that. They're pretty diverse.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you had on here. Um, you know, you've received when and you have. Uh, we put this on the website to you being like. But I'm like, no, you're an award winner. <laughs> this kind of makes us award winning. So you you received a silver award from American Advertising Federation for a brand identity campaign that you directed. Yep. We put composed, and apparently that's wrong. Well, no.
2: I mean I, – I
0: put composed. <laughs> I, well – I didn't know either. <laughs>
1: that's not necessarily
2: wrong. I just don't want anybody to get the impression I – create. I the the campaign was all my creation. Mm-hmm. No, I led the creative team in developing. Yeah. That that brand campaign, so
0: there's a difference, and appreciate the.
2: Well, and I don't want to take credit from. I don't want to take somebody else's credit. Yeah, okay? you know, it's, in in this in what we do, it's very much a team effort. It is rarely, if ever, a situation where one person actually does all the work. Yeah, I mean, granted, we're we're a smaller shop, so you wear several hats. I mean, we already alluded to that. Yeah, um, but it's always a team effort. Yeah, I, I need I, the information I need to do what I do as a creative director has to come from the client contact and brand management side, Mm -hmm. which is Michaela and John. And if they do their job right, then I do my job right. If you do your job right, they do
1: their job right. And it's just a team Mm -hmm. effort. If I do my job right, everybody gets paid. (laughs) Well, anyways, Michaela, you want to take the next? (laughs) That that (laughs)
2: doesn't hurt. That doesn't hurt.
0: And funny enough, Mitch was the one who inspired us to transition this this whole conglomerate the podcast into a full service agency with his expertise making him one of the original co-founders of nerd brand the milestones and achievements in his advertising career go beyond his AAF award can we do the button
1: oh yeah oh crap I didn't name him okay well here we go (laughs) (laughs) not it nope nope
0: I tried yeah that's all right. I'll do a a hooting and a hollering for you (laughs) there we go uh (laughs)
1: I always find that one. I don't know why. I never find the one where people are clapping. <laughs> That's no, not what of, we want. I get
0: a
2: lot of that.
1: I get a lot of that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Intentional and otherwise.
1: Anyways. Sorry, I had to take a sip of water here. Yeah. Allergy season in Louisville right now is hell.
0: I know. Um, I have to clear my throat like very silently to the side.
1: Yeah. So uh begin the end or the official start of the interview Michaela. even though we already learned a ton about Mitch already.
0: So what made what inspired you to go into the field of branding and, and advertising? I know a little bit about it from based off of our personal right. conversations but like tell and the we, audience. Yeah,
2: we've all talked about this kind of in conversations before but it it's interesting. I you know, I grew up a child of the TV, what they called the TV generation in the in the late 60s into the 70s and the 80s. Mm-hmm. That you know, basically those kids that pretty much set sit down in front of the TV, you know, like 12 hours a day, Mm -hmm. you know, bombarded with, with at the time in a way that social media kind of bombards everybody today. It all came from television for the most part. And I was always fascinated with sitcoms and television and production and, and storytelling. But then when I got into like middle school, I became very interested in comic books and I always drew from a very young age. I was, I was always drawing things. Um, and I kind of had a knack, for for not just drawing but telling stories in, in a, using drawing so mm-hmm. comic books were just a natural fit for me i fell in love with the medium um so i really thought up until like i don't know probably once i got into high school that's what i really want to do for a living but then you realize the comic book industry is this big and there's a line going out the door and around the block and down the corner and down the street of people who want to get into that business right and i just knew it probably wasn't realistic so i at least needed a backup plan um I was fortunate enough my junior and senior high school to get exposed to what they called advertising art and graphic design mm-hmm. through the vocational education program here in Louisville that they had. So basically, I had two years of graphic design education before I ever entered college. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided, you know what? Advertising is storytelling. Branding is storytelling. You're telling stories about brands, and you want to convey to people... Through what you do, the great things about these brands and why you should interact with them. Yeah, yeah. So it, I, I, I gradually fell more and more in love with what that was about. So by the time I got into college and decided to go in, go into um, uh, graphic design, advertising design, whatever you want to call it. I was really in love with it. And I was enamored with it. And I said, yeah, this, this is my home. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I got my first agency job and got to know some really, really good creative directors and started understanding more and more how, about how the agency ecosystem worked, how creative worked, how, how all these pieces fit together in that environment, mm-hmm. that's when I really decided early on, I want to be that guy. I want to be that woman. I want to do what they do. I want to lead this creative team. It's great creating it, but I've always said there are people that are much, much better at graphic design or copywriting and editing than, than me. But I want to help lead that team. And I, I realized I had a knack for helping those guys work together in developing really great creative. Mm-hmm. And I just get such a thrill. such a I, I get a real kick out of meeting with a creative team, helping them develop the ideas and then watching them make it happen, mm-hmm. it's 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 extremely gratifying. I, it's it's hard to explain. Almost I get goosebumps in there talking
0: mm-hmm. about it. I have fun. Too. Like, I, of course, I haven't been doing this for quite long at all. Like in the industry of advertising, very long. It's only been a little over a year for me. It does, it <laughs> Excuse doesn't me. Feel
1: that way? It feels like you've been here for twenty years. It, but go
0: ahead. Exactly. And I'm only twenty four <laughs> years old. So like, how that happened? Um, but that one day when we were the very first time that we were. Doing the comfy cow photo shoot. I just, I was so tickled to death and being in that environment, it's yeah. exciting. Oh, it and is. Offering suggestions on like, oh, that doesn't look like what we really wanted it to be, especially like with some of their bourbon fla- flavors right. and like how we wanted to portray that in there. Right. And just, it's a, a, a problem solving tactic too. You got to think of just oh, exactly. some things too. Like you just got to get analytical. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And it's a fun thing to try to solve. Yeah. It's you know. it,
2: any, any, any person that works in the creative side of this business, whether a graphic designer, photographer, writer, whether the last thing they want is for somebody to lay something on their desk and say, here's a beer brand, write something.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> no, what's, what's the personality of that brand? What's. What's the voice of that brand? Why? Do, why?
1: So on June 20th, uh, Prospect and Promos is happening at the St. Matthew's Chamber of Commerce, and we are the headliner for that. We'll be talking about why and discussing about how to find your why, basically, is the entire purpose of that. A lot of people talk about your why, but a lot of people are not realizing that. You're, you're, you're speaking in such abstracts, they don't really know what you mean by that. They don't really, you can say to the people that, hey, why should I buy from you and why do you get up in the morning? Like, that'll help, but the process to develop that in that message that comes out of that, that's the the blank, that's the blankness of that, you know, so I'm going to try to help people. Cool. With that through an exercise and we're going to play. It. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> That's what we're going to do. And then Michaela's going to stare at me from the back of the room and then let me know if I've gone too far with things <laughs> like with that voice.
0: You've gone too far.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I'll take the next question here. With over 25 years of experience in the world of advertising, could you share some insights and lessons? Did you already cover that one though?
0: No. Nope.
1: Oh, yeah. Share some insights and lessons you've learned throughout the, your career that shaped your approach as a creative director.
2: Well, I mean, I guess one of the, one of the things I've I learned very early on was, you know, let creatives create. No, <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's always a tendency. I mean, ask any graphic designer, ask any writer. There's always, well, not always, but there's often a lot of um, extra influence that can come from different vantage points, whether it's from the client whether it's from an account manager to, to, and it's not always intentional, but sort of override the direction of where the creative is, is supposed to go to accomplish the the given task. Okay. Whether it's to, you know, increase sales, to increase awareness, whatever the case is, you know, it's let creatives create and let them do their thing. And if I equip them, and the way they need to be equipped to accomplish it, then they don't need to be micromanaged. Right. If I give them, the, if I give them the tools, the information, the direction they need, I don't need to stand over their shoulder and move the mouse for them or hit, type the keyboard for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're move good enough. The left, they're yeah. good enough. They wouldn't be where they were if they weren't good enough to accomplish the task. So it's yeah. it's just basically that. Yeah. And what that does is that makes it the responsibility for me to do my job better to equip them to, to, to make great creative. All right. You want- to, to, to really fashion those really uh, groundbreaking and uh, eye catching, ear catching senses, tingling kind of creative that mm-hmm. needs to
1: be made. Yeah. I should have like briefed you before the interview, like, we'll trade like you, you do the next one, I'll do one. It's you like do a bicycle. Work. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll
0: take the front. It's yeah. a tandem bike. Yeah. Um It's my fault. You're good. How has your extensive background in advertising influenced your your creative vision specifically and approach to projects?
2: Well, I mean, I I tell the story a lot, but I was on a I was on a photo shoot once and um we were on a not that this is germane, but we were standing on a beach and the photographer was standing when he was shooting the Shooting the model over where they were doing their thing, and I'm standing there with a makeup girl, and you know we were talking about ideas and where they come from and things like that, and and I said, well, you know, you know, there's nothing new really under the sun. It's all sort of been done before, and she kind of stopped and she looked at me wide eyed and she goes, "It's all been done before.
1: (laughs) It's all." Wow. And all, all I was really saying is that That's this. Ecclesiastes in the Bible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Solomon. Um, but, I mean, what I mean
2: by that is this. I mean, I'm not, i you don't plagiarize. You don't steal other people's creative ideas. Right. Mm-hmm. But let's be perfectly frank. Everything we do is inspired, generally, we are inspired by other creators. Yeah. We're inspired by other ideas. We're inspired by things that don't necessarily have a direct connection with that thing we're actually working on. Okay. Um, I learned, uh, I used to work with a, uh, a product designer at master brand named Andy Wells. He was head of their product design department in the ca- in cabinetry. Brilliant, brilliant man. Um, but he really drove that home with his team and, and I really was inspired by him. You know, this company had to come up with new cabinet designs almost on a yearly basis into new product, new product designs to launch, to, to keep feeding the appetite of the consumer. So he would do retreats every couple of years and he wouldn't just invite his creative team. He would invite some people from some of the companies they work with. He invited me as, you know, as a representative of the agency to come on this retreat. And it was in St. Augustine, Florida. And we did like a walking tour of old St.
1: Oh, I love that place. Old old St.
2: Augustine Mm -hmm. looking for whether it's in nature or in the architecture or in the people that are we see, you know, walking about colors, shapes, patterns that could inspire some kind of new approach or new idea, and how could we apply that mm-hmm. in, in, in cabinetry? And it was fascinating and it was it was glorious. It was glorious. We we actually took that idea of his and produced a video for him to show at Master Brands National sales meeting.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was basically his vision. We just basically, we gave it voice. He had, he had notes and pieces of drawing paper with sketches and things. All, all kind of bits and pieces of these little bits of inspiration, whether it's from nature, whether it was from architecture, automobile, classic automobile design. These types of things informed their design decisions. And it's really no different in marketing and advertising. We're looking at the larger world around us what are these other things out there in the world that can inspire us mm-hmm. to create images and voices and sounds that maybe we can, we can leverage for brands that help tell their story and make them attractive to the world at large. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's, that. that's probably one of the most profound things I've learned and experienced since I've been in advertising. Uh, Andy passed away about eight years ago. He was a huge, huge influence on me. And he was a great friend. But I'll, I'll never be able to thank him for that, for what that mm. what that has done for me. Mm-hmm. And, and How I sit and how I view my my job as a creative director. That, you know, we're inspired by other ideas. And what can we take from those other ideas that may have no relationship at all to the thing we're working on. But in some way can help inspire an idea that gives better voice to that brand
1: mm-hmm. yeah well thank you for blowing through every single question that's left <laughs> i'm sorry uh, i'm sorry it I, all ties together i'm pretty sure he's done that mm-hmm. <laughs> as I, as you kept talking but i was you like you read the
0: questions beforehand he and just did cre- <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> just kidding.
1: i glanced he did glanced. but as you were talking i'm like oh that's number four that's five Oh, that's six. <laughs> oh, seven. I mean, real, I mean we've, we've... Oh, poop. There went eight.
0: <laughs> I mean, we, we've okay, talked... Deadpool.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we've, we've talked about this in conversations we've had. Um, you know, ad, branding and advertising is... It's answering why.
1: Yeah.
2: Quintessentially. As a brand, you have to answer that about yourself before you can, end, before you can communicate that to a consumer. If you don't know why you exist, then you don't know what you're going to say to the, la- the world at large. But uh, on a more intimate level, once we get into in advertising and branding, when we're creating the advertising and branding vehicles we create, whether it's a logo or an ad or whatever the case, we have to ask why. Why does this exist? That helps us determine what job it's supposed to do and how, it, how we will go about yeah. accomplishing that task.
1: Yeah. yeah. There needs to be like a compass or a compass or a guide. We need something that everybody can kind of go like, okay, we're going that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times projects come along in some places and it's just happenstance. Things happen during the project. They get designed during the project and nobody's there to kind of say like, okay, that's, that's really nifty, but that's not a fit, which is something that Michaela kind of you highlighted at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's great, but that's not a fit for what's getting ready to happen. And Michaela, you're like that gateway ahead of Mitch where you're like kind of watching for some of that stuff. But Mitch, you create the creative briefs that we kind of operate off of that inform that. Right. So that you're not tasked to death with having to look at every single thing because it's not like you're sitting in this approval chair and nodding and saying, yes, you have my blessing. Right. That's not possible <laughs> to do that. And that's what the brand manager does. They kind of like... The intermediary for that—that's how it works in my mind for that specific role.
2: Basically, the information gathering portion Mm -hmm. of of our process happens on Michaela's end. Yeah, things and John's end of things.
0: I just always look at it as like a relay race, like you or whoever is in been helping with sales. Uh, they pato- pass the patonomy and John and then we start just running.
1: Yeah, running and then weirdly enough, you, I cut across the field and I'm on the other <laughs> side because I sit in web and SEO and you're like, okay, we're ready for that. Oh, you again.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just keep running.
1: Yeah, I just you keep running. Stop. Yeah, one of these days I'll be like, I'm going to sit in the bleachers now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I wave the white flag. <laughs> yeah.
1: you, you, you,
2: one of you just said something really interesting. You're about, you, know, you, know, you can make something that's really good but you know it may be visually pretty it may be aesthetically attractive but does it answer the question that needs to be answered for the problem the client has right so that's that's another another aspect of where i sit as creative director mm-hmm. um you know yeah we've said it a million times in this podcast in, in doing our podcast pretty as easy and smart as hard mm-hmm. you know that's that's again. That's sort of where I sit, where I I make pretty and smart work work together, mm-hmm. and that that and that's what makes it effective.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to conclude this episode of the Nerdbrand Podcast. Stay tuned for the next series. We're going to kick off. We're going to talk about artificial intelligence. Everybody is so curious about AI. Fake brains. Yeah, fake <laughs> fake brains. We're going to talk about fake brains. Um, thanks, Mitch, for that one.
0: Insane uh, and uh, fake brains. Uh, <laughs>
1: And for those listening right now, you're like, yeah, this is definitely on brand for you all. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we're going to approach it not from the technical aspect. So if you think that we're going to talk about like, oh, hey, how it works and what it does, might, maybe, maybe not. I read the notes that Michaela drew up and I was like, Uh, I have no idea how to handle this.
0: (laughs) Well, ironically enough, it was chat that helped me.
1: (laughs) Yes. this AI
0: helped me talk about AI.
1: Yeah, this series is uh, Michaela and AI. So uh, let's see what AI has to say about itself and Michaela coming up on the next episode. So tune in next week, Fridays at 11.
0: We want to thank our listeners to this episode of the NerdBrand Podcast. You can check out this episode and future ones at nerdbrandagency.com slash podcast or head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify app and search for Nerd Brand and download and subscribe. We'll see you next week and remember, keep your Nerd Brand strong.